Yo, what's going on, Ringside Mayhem family? It's your one and only Professor LL here, aka Mr. Analytic. And you know, tonight it's gonna be a one-man show, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's always good things, always good things when, you know, regardless of who's on the mic or not. And, you know, I'm here to, to talk to you about AW Dynamite, man. This is their go-home show, right? Before Double or Nothing this Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody's had a good Wednesday. It is middle of the week, aka hump day. And like I said, you know. I'm just, here to, I'm just here to bring you the real. And let's go ahead and jump right into it, fam. So Dynamite opens up. We get the steel cage match between Wardlow and Sean Spears with MJF as a special guest referee. This match was great. Um, I loved it personally myself. You know, I mean, you already knew MJF is a special guest referee with Spears in the ring inside a steel cage. You already knew, you already knew there's going to be some shenanigans from both of them. You know, I mean... Warlow's the he, he's he's really selling their storyline and man he he's really making you believe that there's nothing that MJF can do that he's gonna get this match and that's literally what happened I mean because MJF tried it you know that he tried a double team it was working for a minute but Warlow shrugged it off you know he went he he, he took he took it and then you know he came back on his own but here's the crazy part Spears. He tried it with that steel chair, you know, because he is called the chairman. And instead of hitting Wardlow, he ends up hitting MJF, and that takes him out. Wardlow pretty much hits him with, I want to say, at least good four or five power powerbomb symphonies. Takes him out, completely out. We get a new referee in. Ref counts one, two, three. Match is over. Wardlow gets the victory. All that means is come Sunday, we finally get in the match we've all been waiting for. Wardlow versus MJF, one-on-one. I, I can't wait. Cannot wait. It's, it's going to be amazing. I'm actually really looking forward. This is one of the matches I'm actually really looking forward to. So, as you can see, Dynamite starts out hot. You get this great opening match, still can match, but like I'm saying, between Wardlow and Spears. And then, you know, it continues to get hot because from there, we, we go to this face-to-face between Hangman and, and Punk. And... Man, you want to talk about passion. Hagman was speaking from the heart. He's saying pretty much that the respect's out the window. I easily could have done what you did, sparking the pipe bomb. But no, nah, I'm not going to do that because that's what you would do. Instead, he's like, I've come to the realization that I got to defend my home, my turf, which is AEW. And I got to defend it from you. I thought that was great. What's going on, Eddie? He's saying, what's up by myself tonight? Yes, sir. It is. I'm going solo tonight, but it's all good. Appreciate having you on. Not sure if you caught Dynamite tonight, man, but, you know, what was your thoughts on this uh, this face-to-face between Punk and Hangman, man? I mean, I'd love, love to hear it. Bring in the comments, man. Eddie, you said Hangman said, fuck CM Punk for real. Facts. He really did. He, but he said it. I think he said it in the most, in the politest way he possibly could by saying that. Long story short, you know, I got to defend AEW from you. And I thought that was smart because for me, it, it sold me. It, it, it finally, I finally got a promo from Hangman that said, all right, I can get behind it. Because he's saying, look, man, you you don't deserve this belt. You don't know what it's like to be a champion anymore. You're, you're, you know, your time has sailed. It's my time now. This is my show. I'm the face of AEW. And there ain't nothing you're going to do about it. I'm just going to kick your ass. That's simple. And I thought I thought that was great, you know. I mean, so you know, punk punk listens to that, and he pretty much saying, you know, I don't know why, you know, you 
don't like me, why you don't respect me, why why you're so angry. At the end of the day, this is just business for me. I told you I respect you. I appreciate what you do, but you know, you and your feelings, I'm not. Eddie, I agree. Hangman definitely has been holding this in. And I mean, we've been saying it time and time again, you know, when it comes to Hangman, it just takes that special person to really bring out the best out of him. And it looks like Punk is that one. Um, I hope he wins on Sunday. But again, you know, there's always that shock factor because we're talking about we got double or nothing here. And I wonder if they're going to make that pull and, and say Punk's going to be the new champ. I, I'm I'm really intrigued to see where they're going to go with this match. But I hope, you know, it, it, it shows good storytelling, which it should because Punk, Punk is, is really good in the ring. Like he really knows how to bring the best out of his opponent. And, you know, I, I think this should be a flawless match. Eddie's saying CM Punk is a real-life troll. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he does love to troll, um, but I think this depends on what the situation is at hand. But, you know, I can't, I can't knock your opinion for that, Eddie. I, I respect it. Respect it. So moving right along, after this face-to-face between these two, because, I mean, they they really sold. This is, like, what you want out of a go-home show. You, you want to really buy into these matches and just uh, the competitors that are are a part of it. So we go from that to we get our second match of the night, Private Party of Andrade Family Office versus Mox and Kingston with Jazz on commentary. But but here, here's the kicker, man. Um, before we even get to this match, they cut backstage. We get we get you know Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho pretty much saying that he's the wizard, that pretty much anybody that steps to him is going to get that fireball because that's what he does. I was like, bro, I'm getting tired of this. I really am. Like, it, it's not believable anymore. I, I think it's really, it's cheap. It's cheap. And, you know, from there, they come out to ringside. We, we hear Judas. Music gets going. Crowd starts singing it. But then he, Jericho says, nah, we ain't about this. Nobody's singing this music. Y'all don't deserve it especially in Vegas. And then they hop on con- commentary. So from there, we get to this match. And, you know, Moss and Kingston do what they do. They pick up the victory against Private Party. You know, Marquand had a, had a good spot. Isaiah had a good spot. But in the end, Moss and Kingston, that chemistry just showed in and showed out. It was it was, it was pretty decent, I got to say. Um, they pick up the win. But then after, after the match, we get... Jazz coming down for the predictable jumping of Kingston and Mox, which leads to Santana and Ortiz and Danny Bryant coming out. And then we get a brawl, which is pretty much, I think it's going to be a preview of the, the Anarchy Stadium match we're going to get on Double or Nothing. I'm still trying to figure out why they're calling it that, but it seems like it's just going to be an anything goes type, you know, false count anywhere, no DQ, no count out pure chaos so i'm hope i'm hoping this delivers i don't i hope it's not filmed either um that we just get it live because from most of these past uh matches that are like this they have been pre-taped for the most part or just taped all the way through and then shown to the live crowd there but we'll see we'll see i'm intrigued so we get this beat down like i said you know brian hobbling that and that's the part i really do want to pay attention to because you know i Brian's either a actually knee is injured or he's just selling this injury. But either way, Jericho targeted his knee and it's showing. 
makes me question how how strong Brian will be come Sunday, but that's why we got to tune in. Again, great job, AEW. Great job. So from there, we get the Ring of, Ta- Ring of Honor tag title match. We get FTR versus Rapongi Vice. This was a banger, y'all. This is, I think, like the, either the third or fourth time they face each other. Um, man, it's great. The, the the natural chemistry these two tag teams have with each other is great to see. You know, and this was this was really turned into a really good match. I thought both sides was really you know honing in, and they were the storytelling was great. You couldn't at, at you know at a certain point you're like, oh, maybe Rapong is gonna get the win. FTR comes back, but as as we're getting this back and forth between these two tag teams. We get we get a DQ because United Empire from New Japan Wrestling, also known as Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn, they come out and destroy, literally destroy FTR and Rapongi Vice. And when it's all said and done, they they hold them the Ring of Honor titles. I thought this was smart because again, we're we're seeing more New Japan stars entering in with AEW wrestlers and the story the story's there. I mean, they, they're like, hey, look, don't forget about us. You guys have been talking about FTR and Rapongi Vice, but what about us? And I love it because, again, this is showing the bridge between two companies and it's building up to, to you know, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's going to be coming up real soon. And I think this is smart because the more people you can get to talk about this, the better. Yes, Eddie. Facts. That's literally what I agree wholeheartedly. They are setting up for Bandor, and it's smart, in my opinion, because why not continue bringing in stars from New Japan pro wrestling? I mean, well, what I want to see is as much as New Japan's coming into AEW, I think AEW should go over there to New Japan, like make it equal. If you really want to sell sell it, you know, both 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 companies should be getting some 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 interaction. Eddie, you're saying half of AW's roster has New Japan connections? Yes, they do. The name, the names go through and through. So many people got connections, man. From from Serena to Sheeta to Kenny, Young Bucks. The list goes on, man. I mean, and it's smart. I, I like it. This is actually if they ever do decide to like legitimately merge, I think would be it'd be really good TV. And so, like I said, you know, United Empire to get that interference going. And, you know, I mean, like I said, the, the match ends in a DQ, so we don't get a clear winner. I'm curious to see what's going to happen if we want to get like a triple threat tag match or maybe United Empire will face upon Vice for number one contendership. And then whoever wins that goes against FTR down the line. Either way, it's, it's good TV. And, and again, I'm loving the writing. So from that match and, you know, with that distraction, we go backstage and we hear from the Hardys. You know, they... They pump up their match against the Young Bucks for this Sunday. And literally, long story short, they're saying, hey, we are very similar between us, between you and us. But the biggest difference is, is that we're the originals. You guys are the cosplayers. I was like, wow. Basically, they're saying you, you guys are the imitators. And not only that, they said, at the end of the day, once you do get in the ring with us, you're going to realize that you never be able to beat, beat us. Because they know that the Young Bucks really love them wholeheartedly. And, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to mimic the whole career like the Hardys. I, it, was, it was a smooth promo. I mean, there are some parts I was just like, uh, weren't necessarily needed. But, again, Hardys are trying to play the mental game. They're, they're really trying to psych the Bucks out by playing words. Because 
and saying pretty much when, when come Sunday, we're going to delete y'all. I I don't know. I mean, to me, I think the Bucks actually get the win. But again, that's how I'm feeling right now. But you know, when we do go over this card on Friday, when we do, when we do give our predictions, you're gonna hear some more about my thoughts on that. So, Eddie, your question is: You think uh, you think that New Japan will merge AEW? Yeah, um, I do. I think down the line, I think it would be a good it would be a good business sense for AEW. It's needed. You know, I mean, if you look if you look at how big wrestling is in Japan, specifically New Japan as a whole. And then having them merge with, you know, the up and coming AEW would be a smart merger because they've always since since the inception of AEW, there's always has been that field of Japanese. And that's due to Kenny. I mean, we said in the previous episode, Kenny, Kenny Omega loves Japan. He loves Japanese wrestling. He loves women's wrestling. He's going to do everything in his power to keep that alive. And next best thing to me would be a merger. Now, it just I don't know if Tony Khan be willing to merge. I mean, he's, as you can see, we got this pay-per-view coming up, but. The next thing after that would be a merger of AEW and New Japan. I th- I think it'd be a smart business idea. If I was Tony, I would do it. You know, that that would really get him over the hump and then some. And then that's where if I was the E, I would be extremely worried, if not already. But that, that's a that's that that's my logic behind that. So a- after we hear from the Hardys, we get the triple threat match: Ricky Starks versus Swerve versus Jungle Boy. Pretty much a preview into the triple threat tag tag title match for the AEW work title. And this was a great match, you guys. I mean, I loved it. And and you know, I, I gotta pat myself on the back because I, I called this winner out immediately when when I heard of this match. When it's all said and done, right when Jungle Boy thought he had it, Swerve. Whose house? Swerve's house. And he showed out. He got the W. Like I predicted he would. After the match, you know, they're trying to sell this match even more. We get Powerhouse Hobbs comes in, then Luchasaurus, then the Limitless One, Keith Lee. And guess who's left standing? Swerve and Keith Lee. Now, that's who I've predicted to win the tag titles, but we shall see. I mean, we do we do got Rampage coming up on Friday, so I wonder if we're gonna get the, the big man match between Luchasaurus, Hobbs. And Keith Lee, I would love to see it. I think it'd be a smart addition to Rampage. Just gonna have to tune in and find out. So Eddie, you saying do I think if Tony says no to anything? I mean, there has to be some things he says no to because he can't say yes to everything. I think if he did, AW would be completely different than what we know it is now. Um, again, I just don't know his. I don't know how strong he feels with his business acumen. But we'll find out because, like I said, like if he if he really wants to make a, a splash, it would be Ring of Honor. I mean, not Ring of Honor, but New Japan and AEW merging. That's a definite. So, like I said, entertaining match. Then we go to what I consider a snorefest, which is Dan Lambert. He's in, he you know he's backstage with Men of the Year in Ethan Page and reigning tnt champ scorpio sky basically he's telling he's like y'all thought that y'all destroying the belt would have made us upset like do you not know who american top team is and he pretty much tells scorpio sky is like look i know a belt maker i got you and just just for that on friday night i'm gonna present you with your new custom title so i'm intrigued i don't know if y'all are because i really want to see 
if they're going to upgrade this title, if it's going to be exactly the same, like what touches Lambert's going to put on it. Because, I mean, th- this TNT title has changed so much in, in the three years of, of AEW being in business. So, I don't know. Um, this one, I'm kind of like, eh, it's a mad moment for me. So we go from backstage, we go to the top of the ramp. We get Tony Schiavone with Thunder Rosa. She cuts her promo to, to hype her match against Serena Deeb. She has all the confidence in the world. And, you know, she even went as far as saying, La Mara Mara is coming for you. And then, and then after I beat you, I'm going to haunt you in your dreams forever. I like. I mean, it was short and to the sweet. I mean, I mean, short and to the point. But you know, there's some points where it was just like you could you could have shortened it just a little bit to prove your point. But you know, it's Thunder Rosa. She's she's building her promo and her mic skills. It'll get there. It was short and simple to the point. I thought I thought she you know she she captivated the audience enough because they were behind her. They were feeling her. And you know, if you kind of promo and the crowd's reacting to it, whether it's good or bad, you're doing your job, and she definitely did her job. And I do think she will retain. I because I don't see Serena winning whatsoever. I think Thunder Rose is gonna continue to just build her title run. She's I don't see her dropping it for, for a cool minute. So again, you know, we get that promo and then we we, we hit backstage again. We go to Red Velvet. She's on the mic being interviewed, you know, saying, you know, she is upset that she didn't make it through to to the finals because, you know, she lost to Chris Statlander. But, you know, Ruby comes out in the middle of her promo. Red Velvet actually has a book. It's like, here, Ruby, here's some some pointers on how to be Statlander. Look at her knee. Look at her shoulder. And then she walks off. So I was like, okay. I wonder if they're going to... If this is a segue to a new feud between Ruby Sto- Ruby Soho and just the Batty Saxon, specifically Red Velvet. But Ruby, pretty much after she sees that book, she says, ah, I don't really need these pointers, but you know, maybe I'll keep it in mind towards my match on Friday. Because on Friday, we're getting Ruby Soho versus Statlander in the Owen Hart Women's Semis Finals match. So, you know, um, and, you know, I to me, this is a toss-up because this Ruby could do it or Chris can do it. You know, because right after this, we get the first semifinal match of the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. We get Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Winner goes to the finals of the Owen Hart Tournament. Now, these two ladies were doing their thing. They were going back and forth with it. You know, I thought Tony was going to get that win. But then, you know, like nearly towards the end of the match, Jamie Hayter comes out for support. At first, Britt was like, what are you doing? I don't need you out here. I was like, hmm, are they teasing a potential separation between these two? But then a few minutes later, as Britt has Tony rolled up towards the, the ropes, Jamie distracts the ref, you know, Jamie's, you know, making all the records, and we see Britt holding on to the ropes. The ref doesn't see it because he's focused on Tony's Tony's shoulders. And then we get the one, two, three. Britt gets the win and she advances to the final. Was it some tomfoolery involved? Yes. Was it expected? Yeah. Did I need it? No, not at all. But again, it's Brit, and again, it's making me. It's really making me question. Like, okay, when when are you gonna just say enough is enough? I don't need you or Rebel ringside. I can handle this on my own. 
because I don't I honestly think if Jamie was not there ringside, I think Tony would have got that win. And you can clearly see the frustration with Tony after the match. And if I was writing this, I'm like, all right, hey, we get it, we get it again. We get Tony versus Jamie, but this time a lengthier feud. It makes sense because they both don't like each other anyway, as it is. So you know, it was pretty interesting. I'll tell you all that. And then from there, we get the main event. Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Man, physical, technical, strong style. We saw it all. Saw it all. It was a good match. Good way to end the show, too, because, I mean, I, I, I said, you know, the sentimental favorite was Samoa Joe, and he won. The curve would have been Kyle O'Reilly, but, you know, like myself, Mac, and Jim have said, to make Kyle win would have made no sense. We just got this match in, you know, from the NXT days. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense to see Kyle face Cole at double or nothing. Not not happening. So, Eddie, you saying you really think Jamie's going to turn on Britt? I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be the other way around. I, I see Britt turning on Jamie. Because I, I think we might get a face, a face Brit turn here. Because I think in her eyes, she's starting to really realize that, you know, always having help is, is hurting her more than it's helping her. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because seeing the Jamie turn, I think that would be predictable. It was stiff. Okay, Eddie, you're saying Samoa and Kyle was super stiff. It was, but I think it's supposed to be that way. I mean, you got two wrestlers that are technically both beat up in their own right. You know, you, you, you saw Kyle's back, man. That man's been cupping a lot. So, you know, he he's dealing with some back, with some upper back and shoulder issues. Samoa's dealing with his elbow and shoulder from, you know, the previous week when he got that steel pipe from Jay Lethal. I I did not expect it to, to wow me. I, I expected stiffness, and that's what I got. And I'm not mad at it because I mean you got two two wrestlers in the ring, man. They're they're technicians, they're submission artists at its finest. The only difference between Colin Samoa Joe is that Samoa he's he's a powerhouse. He has the strength on him, but Kyle has he has the, the ring IQ and the submissions and skill sets. That's that those are two big differences. And I I personally enjoyed the match. I thought it was I thought it was perfect in my opinion. So. You know, when it's all said and done, Samoa Joe got the victory. But then at the end, you know, Cole comes out to have the interaction. Question for me is, who wins? Do we get Adam Cole or do we get Samoa Joe? Now, my thing is, is I'm thinking that, I don't know. I think Cole gets the victory. You know, I do. I really do. And then on the women's side, it doesn't matter who wins Friday. I think Britt takes it. And, we, you know, you get Cole and, and Britt both winning the men's and women's tournaments respectively. And, I, you know, I think that's how they're potentially writing this. But, you know, I mean, like I said, this was the last match of the night. That was AEW. And, you know, let me give you all my rating, you know. I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised, but more importantly, this is what a go-home show is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you really buy in to the pay-per-view coming on the weekend. It's supposed to make you interested into these matches. 
like I said, the one the ones I'm in, intrigued with the most is the triple triple threat tag team match between Jungle, I mean between Jurassic Express, between Keith and Swerve and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. I'm intrigued for you know Thunder Rosa's match because I you know I think they actually might do something with this and actually steal the show. And you know, more important thing, my favorite thing is going is probably going to be Wardwell versus MJF because that's the that is the match I'm the most excited about. Just because as a fan, you, for me personally, I'm just waiting for Wardlow to get this moment. I think this is it. So with that being said, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna just give Dynamite four out of five because I thought I thought it was a really good show. I can't complain. Hey, what's going on, Younger Skinny? You caught me at the end because it's just me tonight. It's just me. But I appreciate having you on. You know, uh, Eddie, if you're still on, man, how would you feel about how, what was your ratings for, for AEW? Young with Skinny, if you watched it, what was your ratings? You know, before I get here, I'd love to hear from you both. But, I mean, you know, before I do get out of here, Definitely, definitely, you know, for all you for all you for all my our loyal listeners, man, and and YouTubers that are watching this, you know, if you're trying to follow us on social media, on Facebook, follow us on Ringside Mayhem Podcast, on Twitter at RS Mayhem Pod, and most importantly on IG at Ringside Mayhem Pod. But then, you know, if you only follow us on YouTube, you know, I, I got to, I got to I got to say that. All right, you know we're just gonna say you only watched a little bit, then turn to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't do I don't do Housewives. I can't do it, but I respect it. I respect you. I respect it. But that's good to know. So I mean, on Wednesdays, we got you. We got you. But like I, you know, back to it. If you're on YouTube, comment, like, share, subscribe, either to SSAW TV and also Ringside Mayhem Pod. Stay up on all the new episodes by clicking on notification bell. And you don't want to miss it because all the mayhem's there. You get to hear the hottest interviews, the hottest takes. Just pure entertainment at its finest. Youngers, dang, he gave it a 1.5? That's low. It's probably because it's not NXT and there's no Sophia, I'm presuming, right? That, that, that's just my thought process. And then you asking if Tony lost. Yes, she did lose. She definitely lost. Unfortunately, I mean the way they wrote it, you can definitely tell that she should have won, but they wanted to put Britt over. Well, Ringside family, I do appreciate y'all, and you know, do do us a favor. You know, get some merch. Get a get a sweatshirt. Get a hoodie. Get some, get a tee. Get a onesie. Go to whatamaneuver.net, look up Ringside Mayhem Podcast, go get that merch. We'd appreciate it. Appreciate all the support. Man, but, you know, this was fun. I mean, like I said, it was just me. I know y'all might be thinking it's a little quick, but, you know, when it was one person, <laughs> you make the best of it. And, you know, I do appreciate Eddie. Appreciate you. Young Rich Skinny, I appreciate you for, for hopping on, even if it's just for, you know, a quick second. But, you know, like we always say, tune in next time. For all the mayhem goes down.